Cutting room combos may not be suitable for younger listeners. In addition to a language advisory, this podcast contains themes that may be sensitive or triggering to some audience members. Listener discretion is advised. What is up, guys? Oh, I'm so sorry. We have to adjust oh. our chairs real quick. My bad. Oh. Quill. Roll on over here, girl. Roll on over. <laughs> they see me rolling. <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was a lot of rolling. Um, welcome to Cutting Room Convos, people. Uh, you people. people. Oh Damn my it. god, I missed that. I swear to the good lord, I wouldn't say that again. Welcome. I'm Yasmin. And if I had the opportunity to dress in drag, it would be the bride in black from Insidious. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm Jenny. And I was caught very off guard by what you just said. Um, so I'm Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get down to the movie that we are talking about today. What is it? Annabelle comes home to complete that Ew. Annabelle little franchise there uh, from 2019, directed by Gary Doberman. I almost like Doberman. Saw, I thought Doberman when I first read it. That'd be cute. My <laughs> name is my name is Jenny Poodle. <laughs> No offense, Gary. Oh, no. <laughs> Gary. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Annabelle comes home, and it takes place in the Warren's home, Warren's home, Ed and Lorraine Warren, and their daughter and the babysitter and the babysitter's friend are stuck in the house after the babysitter's friend releases the doll's spirit. Yeah. So then it's an evil spirit party at the Warrens. Here we go. It's like, ooh, my parents aren't home. <laughs> Time to fucking summon the demons. Like when Annabelle just like crashed out the door that second time, just like, time to party. <laughs> um. So, okay, what did you think of this movie, Jenny? I actually really liked it. You liked it? Yeah, well, I hated it. <laughs> okay, let me start over. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I hated it because I don't, like, I was so frustrated so much of the movie where I'm like, that's a bad decision, that's a bad decision, that's a bad decision to every single character in this movie. Uh-huh. But also loved it because I haven't, like, out loud screamed at scary parts until the, you were there. Yeah. Hey, they were scary. <laughs> And it's just so funny. It's so fun. Like, it's like when you're an adult and you fall for the first time in a while and you're like, what the fuck? I just, gravity? Hello? <laughs> so it was like the same thing where like, normally I just hide under the blankets and like, you know, close my eyes in scary parts. But this mm. one, like, they were too fast for me. Yeah. So I like, I screamed every time, <laughs> and, <laughs> which then yeah. in turn scares other people, <laughs> which I mean, is my favorite. <laughs> I mean, there were parts that scared me too, because this was only the second time for me seeing this movie. Mm. And and there were some parts where I was just like, I think there's a scary part happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I'm wrong. Never mind. Or like, oh, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> and normally, like, sometimes I ask you, too, when we're watching scary movies, I'm like, tell me when scary things are about to happen so I could be prepared for them. And for this one, <laughs> since you hadn't watched it too often, and I also didn't want you to, I was just like, eee. <laughs> it's spooky. <laughs> oh, yes. So, uh, let's get down to the effects on this one. There was a lot more that I wrote in my notes here than... Then I realized in this movie, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we'll start off with the visuals. Uh, of course, there was the first-person view. That's my favorite, of course, especially popular in, you know, these movies involving James Wan. Again, he didn't direct this movie, but he uh, worked in producing this. 
Um, so first person view, uh, there were a lot of examples in this one um, from a lot of different characters. Uh, one example was from one of the uh, spirits in that uh, Maryville Cemetery when the Warrens had to Oy. pull to the side with their car. Mm-hmm. One of them was just staring down at Ed while he was fixing the car from far away. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also, I mentioned with Daniela looking down the hallway and, and looking around Ed's office, but also Mary Ellen, the babysitter, was looking down that same hallway later on in the movie as well. Ooh. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, and then, of course, there was the uh, first-person view of Judy mm. checking under the couch for Annabelle. I hated that so much because <laughs> we have Paco, and sometimes Paco will drop something under the couch. Oh, my God. And we finished watching this movie, and I was, like, chilling. I was trying to watch something happy. What did I change it to? Oh, shoot, I forgot. I don't remember. But then, like, Paco starts pawing at the couch, and I'm like, what? what is under there? And without even thinking about what I had just watched, I, like, turned on the flashlight, and I peeked my head underneath, and I was like, oh, shit, I could have died in. <laughs> I could have been dead. Annabelle could have been just looking at me like, you got a lot of dust down here. You know what I mean? <laughs> the coffin, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yeah, no, those those first principal reviews were really good. Um... I couldn't remember if there were any other transitions. I, I had transitions listed next for the visuals, but one that stood out to me was um, when they did that elevator-like movement from Ed's office and mm-hmm. then downstairs, quote-unquote, to Judy's room. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was downstairs, but they, they like moved the camera downward from the table in Ed's room, and then you went through the ceiling, quote-unquote, and then the girls are in... Judy's room playing that game, that Ooh-y. feely game. Feely. Feely mealy. Ew. <laughs> Which is even worse, because you know what, like, mealworms are. Right. Uh, no feely God, mealy. No. I will never play that game, ever. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a really I cool thing. I don't know. You're pretty competitive. If I pull it out right now and say, hey, let's play. No. I bet you can't win. You'd probably be like, I bet I can. No, what? Me competitive? You're competitive. Sure. <laughs> I think you're competitive. Man, I just play for fun. Shoot. <laughs> Um, then another For the visual. record, uh-huh. if y'all think she just plays for fun, you should see her play Smash Bros. Oh my god. You're competitive. Well, that's when Billy's playing, and he's kicking everybody's ass, let's be <laughs> honest. That's when I'm competitive. <laughs> okay, go ahead, sorry. Um, then one last effect, at least for the visual that I had, was, again, that angled slash rotating camera view, and it was only used, I think, one time throughout this movie, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was when Daniela went after Judy, who was... Gonna go get Mary Ellen's, uh, I was gonna say pacifier, um, <laughs> her inhaler. Her- <laughs> <laughs> it took a second for my brain to connect. Her inhaler, Mary Ellen's inhaler. When Judy went outside to go and get it, and Daniela's like, no, wait, don't go out there. And <gasps> then she stops, and you see the camera view facing Daniela with yeah. a look of shock. Like, she heard something behind her. And you get a peek behind Daniela, and you see up the stairs, and you see oh, yeah. the, the bride. Yeah. And it's kind of an angled sort of view. Mm-hmm. And then once the bride, you know, got to attack her, the camera, like, rotates as, like, the bride, like, faces her and then takes the possession or what. She pukes in her mouth. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> baby bird in that shit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know who this bride character reminds me of? Hmm. Rosalie in Twilight. Rosalie and really? That's her that's her like little origin story. Like <gasps> oh. after she was, you know 
I, I thought I was thinking Alice. Oh no, brutalized in the street, and then she like comes back, and she kills every single one of that dude's friends, and then like goes up to him in like a bride. It's like I was a little theatrical back then. Yeah, I fucking she still love is that bitch. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. I think um, she married a vampire in real life, so like, she did. That was that's pretty awesome, honestly. But. Yeah. So uh, that's all I, I got for visuals. Ian Sommerholder sparkles. <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. He probably sweats bourbon, if anything. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and then he bottles it and sells it to us. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god. Um, you didn't have any other visuals, did you? I don't remember the movie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> as, as we're talking, I'm like, oh yeah, that did happen. But like, <laughs> I mean, okay, well, a good visual, I think, would also be the smoke. The fog. They use a lot of fog outside yeah. during the night, which is really like the things that were happening inside. It felt like kind of like scary stories to tell in the dark type of thing, where like each one of them was a different story. Uh huh. Which reminds me of The Conjuring Two when you have multiple monsters. Cause we had like oh. the the crooked man too. Yeah, that's right. So it felt kind of like storybooky in a way, and like the added fog and the werewolf on outside. With like the chicken hen, chicken coop, hiding in the chicken coop, like, and using a guitar as a weapon. Like, it felt storybook on the outside as compared to like demonic on inside. Like, Annabelle, demon. Everyone else, fun little cute bedtime stories. You're right. Oh my God. Yeah, it is kind of like a, like, scary story to tell in the dark. I see what you mean. And then when you mentioned the fog, like, I, and I didn't write any notes about it at, at all, but. The fog, at least when the Warrens were, you know, pulling over and they had that fog all Oh, there was fog there too, yeah. I thought at first, like, usually in in any scary movie, and I I guess this could be a trope or something, but this, uh, it's usually kind of cheesy to, like, have so much fog around somewhere. or like Yeah, you could tell it's a smoke machine because you could see it, like, come (laughs) in puffs. Or like a, you know, Jason Voorhees kind of movie, you know. But... No, it, it worked really nicely in, in this movie. I, I came to You're not mad it. about it? I'm, I'm not mad about it, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a really good call. Um, and then there was audio stuff. Um, mainly music stuff. <laughs> a lot of examples that I really liked. Of course, I have to name them. Um, there was, of course, that wavering chromatic theme that I always talked about, like in the Conjuring yeah, movies. From all the Conjuring universe. It's like... When, um, I went Project Runway, <laughs> and when a designer is supposed to make a collection, and even though all the looks look different, like, there's one, like, underlying theme among mm. the whole thing, and yes. I think that, like, the music, that, quote-unquote, I'm reading word for word from your notes, wavering chromatic theme, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, like, that's, like, the thread that holds all these Conjuring movies together, the Conjuring Universe movies together. You're absolutely right, and, like, it's subtle, yet it's iconic. It's- yeah. If you watch all these movies, like, religiously, and even... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but the joke about using religiously when it's, like, usually based in religion. <laughs> no pun intended, I swear. Um, but, yeah, you you end up recognizing it pretty easily mm-hmm. if, if you watch it often enough. Um, another example of the music was the uh, subtle pulsing bass background that was used during <laughs> Mary Ellen's walk around the house. Um... She, uh, what, what was it that she was doing? I, I forgot. She was searching for something. But, like, it was mostly almost silent, but if you listen real closely, you just hear this pulsing bass. 
mm-hmm. really slow. I was just like, oh my god, this it's like, like yeah. these slow footsteps kind of represents her footsteps, yeah. you know, or or heartbeat or heartbeat. It's, and, it's pretty and like that makes it really cool to watch in theaters. Ooh. But like we only have a sound bar, <laughs> right? No like, can you imagine sound? the surround sound for that? Yeah. Oh my god. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I for sure won't look under the couch then. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but that that one stuck out to me. Um, of course, there was the use of the record player once again. I feel like that was another little, um, like a little link between. The other Conjuring movies, particularly the Annabelle movies, each Annabelle yeah. movie had a record player you in know, it. So you know what though, I think it could also be like a time period thing. Like oh true. Like now, if a movie is set in like nowadays, I feel like they would all like tap into our Google Homes. <laughs> you hear like, like the clicking. Yeah, of, like, the, the lights iPhone. would. You know. Yeah, exactly. Not the clicking <laughs> of the <laughs> iPhone. You know what I mean? Like like voice or static would come through all our little speaker systems that I'm pretty sure a lot of us have in our houses now, like smart home things. God, you're right. You think it might be like easier access maybe for spirits if that's possible? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Um, and one more thing about the music was, of course, with characters playing an instrument. Um, like Daniela playing the piano and Jenny, you know this, I got excited for a second because she walked up to the piano and I, I immediately gasped before she played anything. Oh yeah, I knew exactly what you were thinking. <laughs> for those who don't know, in case you don't remember, in the Conjuring movie, the very first one, uh, Carolyn Perrin, when she went down into the basement, I believe it was while her husband was working down there, she was looking at some stuff and she goes to the piano and she plays that little theme, dun, dun, dun. And then later on, when, like, you know, she's up awake by herself, she hears the basement door open, and then she hears the, that same tune playing. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. I thought she was going to just play that, D- Daniela, was going to just yeah. play it out of random on That's here. insane, because I thought she was, I thought that you thought that she thought, <laughs> that they thought that she was going to do the, because that's also an easy oh. one to do. It's just, like, up the little, you know what I mean? Like, she could have just brushed her hand across the topper, oh, the topper, like the, the higher register of the piano. You're talking about the music the box. The chimes, theme. yeah, to oh. make that chime noise. Yeah. Because it's Annabelle's theme. You know, Annabelle always has the little chime things. You're absolutely So, like, right. I, when I when you, she went up to the piano, you gasped. I thought you were thinking one thing, but you were thinking something else, but both of us were wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> but, I mean, that's another good guess, too. Like, that would have been really cool if they were able to incorporate that in there. Um, but no, she ended up playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star because apparently that was like, I don't know, a song that like her, her dad dad's played. Thing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm grabbing a blanket. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. And for those who don't know, I probably didn't give that background information. Daniela is stupid. It's stupid. Because the, the babysitter's friend who decided to, oh, I want to go to the Warren's house. You know, they're, so they are, you know, demon hunters or you know yeah. whatever they you call told them. me the babysit for the warrens but you never told me what they did right so she goes down there but we end up finding out it was for sentimental reasons you know for her to find closure with the death of her dad so that was interesting and honestly for her character it it made me like her a little more yeah um, like <laughs> at first i was like super mad i was like you're so stupid why would you do this right and then like after she like after she, she didn't even say it like well i miss my dad like she just mm. kind of said, well, my dad passed away. 
yeah kind of thing like so nonchalantly and then i'm like oh she's closing Mm. off about something right yeah so you know it's like i kind of like almost connected with her in a way somehow except your dad's not dead no my my dad is not dead (laughs) um (laughs) oh god and then another thing to mention i guess was uh bob you know the guy that mary ellen liked his serenade outside the window on the bob's got balls Bob's got balls. <laughs> oh, that was his He's nickname. He's the equipment manager for the basketball team, okay? <laughs> when they need balls, Bob's got balls. <laughs> that was that was a great uh, explanation. Um, so yeah, Bob was playing the guitar for Mary Ellen down, like you know, down in their backyard or whatever, and it, it was just a nice little comedic moment because you know he was kind of like out of tune like losing his and then he, like he'd have and... to look at his fingers find the next note continue <laughs> it was cute it was it cute. was so sweet <laughs> so there's the music side of it no wait you forgot one character who plays an instrument oh what what ed yeah oh yeah, so, yeah he always fucking like let's play a song he's like <laughs> such a youth group pastor oh. i cannot he, he really is yeah so yeah that's uh He's an honorable mention. Um, so if you're still with me, and I'm, I'm done with the music side of things, I, I promise. Um, and then just the last thing for audio was the use of silence. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Um, one instance was when you heard this uh, sort of rumbling like static sound at the scene where yeah. the uh, Warrens were putting Annabelle in that glass case for the mm-hmm. first time. And once Lorraine closed the door of the, the case... The rumbling static just stopped. No words were said. They were just looking at the doll. I was like, oh my god. That was pretty cool. And then they brought it back as a sort of continuation. Later on when Daniela comes in, she sees Annabelle and opens it. Rumbling static like slowly emerges. And I was just like, oh boy. (laughs) That was really cool. Yeah, and it's like... It kind of represents the amount of energy that this thing is holding. Yes. Because, like, you can hear, obviously, when it's when they close the... Because the little box that they put it in was, like, window panes from a church, right? Yes. Yes, it was. So, so like, once they close that door and the rumbling, static, almost white noise in the background. Oof. Like, when it stops, you realize, damn, that thing had so much vibrating energy... That it would not stop until you literally closed it off. That is incredible. I liked how you use energy. Like, that yeah, makes I mean, perfect sense. Yeah, well, if you think about the way we describe, like, the paranormal and, like, you know, things behind the veil and the other dimension, I feel like it usually is um, described as energy, like energy fields. Ghosts are energy. People, ghost hunters use those EVPs, and what does it pick up besides energy changes? Oh, true, Yeah. Oh my god, that was that was so good. I, I love that you mentioned that. Um, oh, and then one last thing for, or an example for use of silence, was the voices when Mary Ellen was near that samurai character. Oui. You like at, when she had to walk past him and he was yeah. looking straight at her. Mm-hmm. You didn't see you didn't see his face at that point. I thought we I thought it didn't have a face. Oh. At all, like oh. it was just an empty samurai, you know, helmet. It, it was until later on. Until later, yeah. And then, like, I liked how after she was staring 
at the samurai for so long, hearing those voices screaming and in uh, pain, growing, and then you heard like I I don't know what it was. I I guess it was supposed to be Judy like interrupting, like Hey, come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, it was. Well, that's what I thought it was. I she something some other words were said in another language oh yeah it sounded like she stopped it like she like brought her out of the trance or something by saying like a word yeah so i was just like oh my god that was so weird but and the and the captions didn't pick it up like the subtitles didn't pick it up like you and i both heard it and we're like what the (laughs) heck did she just say because she didn't say like come on she said like i don't even know valhalla or something (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but yeah, once the Lord Morghulis. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, once when Judy said that phrase, then voices stopped. Yeah. Silence. Mary Ellen turns. What did you say? And, and she said, continue. I said, come on, let's go. Right. Which, no, she did not, you bitch. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, Judy. You're like 10 years old. 11, sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's right. It was her, her birthday. birthday. She's 11. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I have for audio because mm. they they really paid attention uh, to those effects. So I I appreciate that very much. Yeah. I don't have anything for audio. No. Mm-mm. All right, then. On to scares. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. You oh. can keep that one. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I. I think I'm just making it a habit now of just like I'm having. So sorry, I'm looking at your notes. Scares, fake. <laughs> it's fake. just one bullet point. <laughs> fake. Yeah, like the, the fake scares. This was the only one that like stood out to me. It was Ed who accidentally like honked the horn when he was working under the hood in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it even got me a bit. I was just like, fucking damn it. Sorry, Ed. got my wires crossed. <laughs> right. I was like, damn it, Ed, what the hell? <laughs> like, that did not need to scare me, okay? Um, that's all I had. Did, were there any fake scares that got you? Because I know there were some moments where you're just like, fuck, but it was like, not, not like, <laughs> demonic. It was just yeah. something to cure the hiccups. Like, <laughs> no, I don't, yeah. I can't think of any right now. No. If okay. I, I mean, I guess if I do, I'll let you know, but <laughs> okay, next, go next. <laughs> For sure. Um, then there were the jump scares. Um, I, I'm sure there were plenty, but there were only two that stood out for me because they did actually scare me. Um, one was the coin corpse. Um, when Mary Ellen was uh, looking around the house with a flashlight. And she oh, finds the ferryman. The ferryman, yeah. And she finds coins on the floor and she takes one of them and looks up at it. And as you're, you're staring at it, all of a sudden, boom, yeah. like a corpse's face appears. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like right at her hand, one of the coins on its eyes being where she was holding yeah, it. Yeah, so spooky. Right, yeah. So I was just like, oh, shit. And this was one of those moments, Jenny, where I was like, okay, so there, it, there is a scare at some point in this scene. I can't remember when it is. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit, that's when it happened. Okay, I'm relieved. Um, so, yeah, that one was uh, was scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked it. Um. And then another one was the demon in Judy's face uh, when Judy. Oh my God, that's the one that I literally screamed. Okay, I remember now. That and was a good one. That I, was. I had I had a dream about that. Did you really? Not the, not the demon part, but what happens right before when like the blanket's growing in front of her. Oh 
my god that, ha- that happened in one of my dreams like because you know like you wake up and then you kind of like doze back off and you're like in like a half dream half awake state yes for some reason i saw my blankets move uh, oh i wasn't scared god. though which is good so <laughs> well, that's anyways but yeah yeah that's what happens in that one it's like right is this the scene that we're talking about yes the like annabelle one is under her blankets but she doesn't know it yet but what she feels is like her blanket's moving and rising so she lifts her blanket sees annabelle's face freaks the fuck out yeets annabelle (laughs) and like while we're just focusing on annabelle every time the light changes right oh yeah that light contraption that that fell over yeah it was cute with a little projector light it's kind of like the equivalent of everyone has those stupid galaxy stars Oh, yeah. we yeah. have two in our house. <laughs> They're not stupid. I like them. I do like them, too. <laughs> yeah, it was like the old equivalent of it where it's like a like a film of, a colored film that's being placed oh. in front of a light bulb. Yes. And it's like rotating, right? So anytime a color rotated, Annabelle would change, Annabelle's shadow would change positions. And it was kind of like um, in, in the first Annabelle movie how it, the doll itself was lifted up in that ray of sunlight in the window. Mm-hmm. The shadow was doing the same thing. It was yeah. like it was like sitting up, yes. and then standing up, mm. and then holding a knife. Mm. Oh no! It went through her phases, right? Yeah. It like sat up as the doll shadow, and stood up t- as B. B. Mm-hmm. Grew up to. Uh, it, then it changed to all of the other spirits. Because remember, we learned that the Annabelle doll is a oh, beacon yeah. for other spirits. Yeah. So when once Annabelle was out, all the freaks came out. Like yeah, we're free. Um, so, <laughs> I don't remember in what order the, the shadows, um... Yeah, I just remember the, the knife. Yeah, oh, the I don't the know, bride. it was the spirits. I thought it wasn't the bride. I thought it was Annabelle when she killed her parents because she had the knife. Oh, you know, I don't remember if that shadow was there. I can't remember. That's I what I thought it was because she had poofy curly hair, unless it was the veil. You no, know what, we'll have to look at that. It might have been both. I'm pretty sure... Because it would make sense. They wouldn't just skip uh, Annabelle Higgins, because that was part of... That's what I thought it was doing, like the phases of Annabelle. Annabelle the doll, Annabelle as B, Annabelle as... Oh, uh, what the fuck is that other girl's name? Oh. Uh... Oh, well, yeah. Ju- Judith? No, what the fuck was her name in Annabelle Creations? Oh my god, you'd think I would remember that. Yeah, That's but like I thought it was her as an adult, and then her as the murderous cult adult. Yes. And then Demon. Yeah, I, because I, I do remember seeing the shadow of the uh, samurai too. Oh, it, okay. You're me. right. Okay. <laughs> Tweet us at Kamo's Room. <laughs> there you go. On this scene specifically. It's such a good scene. And I, and I loved it. I like kept my eyes open for the whole thing. And then the fucking demon was behind her and I got weird. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it, the fact that, and, and this was also one of my suspense scares, so I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about this Sorry, one now. Yeah, okay, go ahead. No, that's okay. It, it's the one that I labeled Growing, Changing, Shadow. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thought it was really cool that they had that whole suspense scare, mm-hmm. and then it led to an immediate jump scare. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't see it coming, and it was really cool. Um, yeah. That's one of those things where, shoot, what's that movie where the one guy's like, look at the leg? Look at the leg! And he's like wiggling his leg and distracting somebody. It was one of those movies with The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) So it probably takes place in the jungle. (laughs) Got it. With Sean William Scott. I just don't remember the title of the movie. So hey, you know, tweet us at 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 Cabo's Room. (laughs) And tell us the name of the movie. (laughs) Walking Tall? It might be another one. (laughs) 
It was one word, and they had like a totem that they were all going for. It was one word. I it was just in the one with the stampede through the town where the guy goes, boom, shakalaka. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I hardly remember that movie. I just remember the leg thing. Cause okay, it just, okay, I good. Well, you that. know what? Then let's table this discussion. <laughs> Unless you know the movie, then add us. Wait, tweet us at Convo's Room. Convo's Room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so yes. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. Um, so a- another moment of suspense for uh, the su- suspense scares that I have. Ugh, I cannot talk today. Um, was <laughs> uh, the bride who was like walking around the outside of the house and suddenly as the camera is rotating around. Oh. And, and as the bride is passing by each area yeah. that we're looking at. Yeah. Things are like falling down, or you know, the walls are rumbling, yeah. shaking, furniture being knocked over. Yes, yeah, exactly. And then that's like the first glimpse we have of of something demonic happening, right? Something uh, yes. supernatural happening in that house after the doors closed. Ah, uh, yes, it is. And then it um, the the bride stops in that room across the hallway <gasps> from Judy's room. Yes, and then just walks fast towards her with that knife and she did like a head tilt too i was just like oh my god it's really reminiscent of the the one right before the movie right before where she's like wait is it the one right before oh annabelle (laughs) yes and they're all annabelle movies no i know no i know you know but (laughs) you know what i'm talking about like she's looking at like i think all of them had that where it's like someone in one room who can see across the hall into another room and there's a character there all of them had it. I think you're right. Every single one of these movies had that thing happen. Holy shit. See, I didn't have that. I, I have a section for like, you know. Oh, like, like common threads of each movie kind of thing? At least for the Conjuring movies, mostly. Oh. But I never had that one. That That's a, yeah. Oh. And I could be wrong. I have really fucking shitty memory. No, you're right, though. I know definitely for the first Annabelle movie where, um. The, Creations? Uh. No. Annabelle. Annabelle. Just just the title Annabelle, where the little girl was across in another room, across the hall from... Yeah. Uh, what's her face? Oh, the door is closing. She's running. She opens the door, and it's the adult Annabelle. Sudden, yeah, suddenly bursting through. And then in, in Creation... That was in Annabelle. Yeah. And then in Creations... <sighs> Annabelle Did that creation. happen? <laughs> Tweet us that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just remember... Um, the best friend who had the the toy gun oh yeah facing the hallway but the hallway was dark but okay well anyways but uh yeah um and then uh another moment of suspense that stood out to me was when mary ellen had to walk down that hallway of corpses (gasps) as was foreshadowed earlier in the movie Uh so that was really cool and there was no i don't think there was any background music during that whole walkthrough. And like, it's like, it puts you in that position where like, you are in just as much fear as she is right now. Because when they panned the camera over to like one corpse as she's passing by, yeah, then all of a sudden when the camera just faces her, there's someone behind her. You see the coins, like mm-hmm. over her head, you see someone standing there behind her. And I was like, Holy shit, like, I literally gasped out loud. And she's, like, oblivious because she's walking forward. Right. And, and 
again. You're like behind you, behind Jamie. You. Behind you, <laughs> Mindy. Behind you. <laughs> oh my god. But hi, Paco. Duh. Oh, sorry. No, that's he okay. He just looked at me. Oh, Paco. Podcast pop. Podcast pop. <laughs> Hasn't been on here in a while. True. Um, but yeah, the fact that that moment was so silent, even with the that corpse behind her, there was no like you know sudden boom sounds kind of indicate there's someone there. Oh, yeah. But y- you you didn't need it. Mm-hmm. So that was. Awesome. Loved the scares in this one overall. I want to know if you have, if you talk about the part where Daniela is watching herself in the TV. Actually, no. Because when you mentioned Mary Ellen walking down the hallway of corpses, Mm -hmm. before that happens, you said it was foreshadowed, and it was on that tape recorder where it was like a kid's account of him and the ferryman. And he's like, I'm walking down a long hallway. And there's filled with coffins. He's literally describing what's going to happen in the future with Mary Ellen doing that exact same thing. The same thing happens to Daniela in the in the fucking Satan room. In the Satan room. (laughs) In the Warren's basement. And yeah, and and she like can see the TV and like the TV is her in the future, but just a couple minutes like ahead. That is pretty weird, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. I almost got confused for a second, but th- it was, was so cool. cool. I really liked it. Yeah. It was so unsettling. Oof. Very ring-like, like the ring. The oh. first, the ring. The, the ring. The OG, the ring. <laughs> no, you're right. I liked that one. I don't know. Just a connection of, like, them technically knowing their futures, but not thinking about their futures mm-hmm. until it actually happens. Right. Oh, my. And, and it's funny because when she was seeing what was going to happen... She still got scared when that next moment happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, shit. Like, you don't know what to do. You're, you're scared. I mean, it <laughs> happens too, though. Like, in real life, when someone's like, don't get scared. I'm going to do this. Uh, and then they hit the, you know, hit the lock button on the car and you get scared anyway. <laughs> even though you knew it was coming. Oh, that is true. That That's why you can never point behind me or anything. It's true. <laughs> don't get scared, but... Or if someone's delivering news to me, someone's going to tell me, okay, don't panic. What? Why? I panic. Okay? I can't help it. <laughs> like, you can't tell me. Just just tell me. My favorite is, yes, and what's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> you do that all the time. What? What is it? I And you don't. do this like... Okay. <laughs> it's like a little... I can't. The other you guys can't see me, but I'm doing a... <laughs> Let me tell you, the other fucking day, I thought I, I was I looked like I had a seizure or something when Billy told me, like, oh, my God, Yasmin, and points at me. He pointed at, at like, your shirt. And I w- and we, we were at a, at a crab boil, right? And I was holding yeah. a shrimp in my hand. So he's just like, oh, my God, Yasmin, I almost threw the shrimp in the air. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, Billy? Can you imagine that, like, landing on someone else's face? <laughs> I that wish I funny. could say that's flying yeah, no. fish, but you need, <laughs> you need to yeah center yourself. I know it's but so I get bad. It. I get <laughs> from coming from a person who watches horror movies. You think I, know. I wouldn't act that way, but you get scared at things that are like bugs, bugs, things that are not even, like oh shit, a ghost, cool, oh, shit, spider. <laughs> like <laughs> I run for my life. Uh, okay, pack my okay. bags. So I'm good for scares there. <laughs> Me too. I don't. <laughs> Okay, okay, bye. <laughs> Everybody trope now. That's really bad. <laughs> no. Forget that. 
<laughs> All right, we got tropes over here. Let's go. Um, so <laughs> I called this one in a live. I'm starting to say alive tropes instead of maintain tropes now. Just because, you know, alive, killed. It's a thing for me now. Um, <laughs> so this one is more of a, um, I guess, a common rule in the making of a scary movie. And I don't know if this applies directly to just slasher films. But I, I've been reading the book that you gave me. It all began with a scream, which is really cool, by the way. I, I recommend it. It's, it's really cool so far. And apparently one of these rules, and it was about when uh, Rose McD McGowan, who played Tatum in Scream, yeah. she was brunette at the time when trying to audition for the role of Tatum. But she was, you know, fighting against, like, other people for it. But she thought, okay, well, since... Nev Campbell is brunette, there is a rule apparently where more than one brunette is too many, where two mm. is just too many. So she dyed her hair blonde and she got landed the role. That's insane. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty interesting that in this case of the movie, there was one brunette and one blonde character. Oh, and yeah. They kind of maintained that. I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty cool. A buddy cop movie. <laughs> How many brunettes survived Scream 5? Oh my god. <laughs> For real though. All and of them. All, all of them. Four? If their hair wasn't brunette, they died. I mean, yeah. You're right. Wait. Well, except for, um, what, what, what are their names? Um, Liv. Her, her, her hair, hair was, was like, red. Well, on the bottom. <laughs> I'm maintaining my trope. Her <laughs> hair was red. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> True, true. So, yeah, that was a, a good uh, alive trope. Alive. He's alive. Alone. <laughs> alone. 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 <laughs> That's a SpongeBob reference for those of you who actually have a life. <laughs> if y'all don't get it by now, goodbye. Uh, so, now, got more of the killed tropes, of course. Mm -mm. Um, there was this rule of fake scares, and in this note, I know it looks confusing, Jenny, but I, I did the my best. The note says, egg, egg, open egg. it. <laughs> Lorraine. So I'll just start out with naming the examples. Oh, so, example, I get it. Yeah. Um, I would have put EX. Oh my gosh. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so, first example. Usually you would see, like, oh, someone closing a fridge door, and then there's a harmless character there. Oh, it scared that person. Fake scare. Or... Vice versa, where there's growing loud music and you're walking toward the closet to see if someone's in there once you open it. Oh, yeah, no one's there to scare you. But in this case, so so either like either there's silence and then a fake scare or there's suspense, no scare, bottom yeah. line. But in this case, in the example of the movie in the beginning, Lorraine was looking at the map while Ed was fixing the car. Yeah, big ass atlas. Like right. one of those fold out maps that I'm pretty sure kids don't know about anymore. Right. I, I should probably mention the map was not on a phone. It was on paper. Um, and she had the paper like against the, the her window. Fucking Goofy and Max style. <laughs> For real though. And like we're just thinking, oh God, well there's no music playing. But then she takes the map down but still no scare. Mm -hmm. So it was like the, there was no suspense build, yeah. but then no fake scare at the same time. So it was just like, it was a different It was a normal approach. task. 
It was a normal task. Yeah, it was, it was just a different approach at tricking the audience. Really. Yeah, we're expecting something. Like our, our whole view is obstructed. We feel like something's going to be behind that obstructed view. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so glad that made sense. Hopefully. Um, another kill trope was behind you. Behind um, you. <laughs> Gee, come on. <laughs> behind you. I can't. It's great. Um, it was the scene where uh, Mary Ellen was having to answer the door to the that loud pounding on the door. Oh. After the doorbell rang for like two seconds. Whatever. But, um, yeah, so when she opens the door... And then she sees, you know, B kind of like tapping at the, the window on the yeah. house there. And this time the character, B, is directly telling Mary Ellen, oh, An- Annabelle's behind you. And then, like, we don't look behind her. Like, the camera view isn't, like, actually pointing behind Mary Ellen, but we see Mary Ellen just look behind her, like, just for a quick second. Yeah. No, no suspense build there. Yeah, nothing. And as Mary Ellen looks behind, you hear, like, descending uh, footsteps or, like, running footsteps mm-hmm. and, and B laughing. Ha, 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 got you. You know? Can Annabelle come out and play? Right. So, yeah, you know, instead of the audience being, like, behind you, it was another character saying it. And But, again, no scare. So, it was interesting. Um, another one, and uh, this is all, like, pretty scream-related now that I think about it. Um, I'll be right back. Yeah. You know, uh, Daniela said that when she was outside in the little chicken coop or whatever. Oh, yeah, Judy. as she says, sees the person in the window. Was yes. that her dad? It was her dad. Yeah, and she looks, and then Mary Ellen's like, where are you going? She said, I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. And as Mary Ellen and Judy, like, try to catch up, they look around the house. Where it? Where is she? I don't know. And when you hear, like, the rushing of the footsteps, for me, after the movies that I've seen, when I'm hearing, like, rushing footsteps just growing towards you, yeah. like, I get scared. I'm like, oh, shit, what's like, going on? Like, I gotta happen? start running, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it turns out Danielle was just running down the steps and just continuing on downstairs. Like, mm-hmm. I gotta see something. So, yeah, that was really cool. Um, and then, um, we're gonna mention this one again, uh, Usually for jump scares, they're accompanied by like a loud bass or percussive like sound. Something that startles you. Right. Yes. And in the case for the scene with Judy finding Annabelle under the couch, when she sees it and Annabelle appears, there's like a twinkle like sound that Mm. correlates her appearance. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. She's a fucking fairy. She's a (laughs) fairy. Oh my god it wasn't anything that just made me startle but it was just like oh <laughs> like I, I i see that and i'm gonna step away now and i'm gonna go pack my bags and move so yeah but that that was a that was a little bit of a jump scare but it, it was interesting so now i want to get to all of the um let's get down to the nitty-gritty <laughs> the not totally break continue <laughs> the homage homages however you want to pronounce it to all the conjuring movies and there's some there may be some annabelle the movie mentions too homage the homages homage homage it's like caramel versus caramel i swear definitely um, caramel caramel nope uh <laughs> agree to disagree you're entitled to your wrong opinion <laughs> <laughs> okay so 
I'll just list down all of these like cool mentions uh, <laughs> to the Conjuring movies. That homage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the <All> right. first one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. First one again. We'll we'll just mention it again. Judy checking under the couch. It was mm-hmm. like the Conjuring, where one of the daughters was checking under the bed. You know, oh, you yeah. kind of have the camera going slowly over the piece of furniture in first person view as well. So I thought that was uh, really cool. Homage. Homage. Uh, number two was uh, the piano playing, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier with The Conjuring. Yeah. Um, the ding, ding, ding. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And then another one that wait, I wait, really wait. liked. Homage. Homage. Okay, go ahead. Next one. <laughs> Uh, another one that I really liked, I titled it, Where's the Remote? Um, so when Judy was looking around, you know, for the remote that she yeah. couldn't find, and yeah. she found Annabelle under the couch. Oh, that did happen! Yes! And it reminded me of The Conjuring 2, where, uh, Janice, and I'm surprised I remembered her name. Oh my gosh, Janice, Judy, Judith. They, they, they gotta come up with better names. Um, okay, so... Am I next? My name what? is Jenny. No! <laughs> So when Janice was, like, she was looking around for the remote. And, oh, yeah. And that it scene, appeared in a different place. Yeah, because the TV kept turning off, and it, and it was acting up there, too. So I thought that was just awesome. That was, like, my favorite. I was like, ah, country, wow. too. What an homage. Homage. Um, so, yeah, and then next one. When the bride was walking around the room, I know that you mentioned that it was, like, the Annabelle movies, but mm-hmm. I thought this was, like, in The Conjuring 2 as well, where the nun, everyone knows the nun, was slowly walking around Ed's office as a shadow, which kind of represented the bride walking around the room. Yeah. And it had stopped in place. Yeah. Just like the bride did, and there was a a base that kind of, kind of initiated that that stop. I I kept like throwing my hand out like... (laughs) Like, it made sense. She's throwing darts. I'm throwing darts. Ja, ja, ja. <laughs> and the nun is like, it's none your business. Is it? <laughs> oh, my God. That was a good homage. <laughs> I swear, I gotta take a shot every time we say that now. Um, no, we get our stomachs pumped. Uh, so the next one um, is the pulling the kid's leg off the bed. I'm fucking terrified of that now. Oh, God. And I have this weird thing where, like, I'll lay really low on my bed so that my feet can hook over the end. And, like, now I don't want to because what if something tickles my toes? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> well, they're going to get a right kick in the face if they tickle mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, pulling the kid's leg off the bed. It was, like, The Conjuring where one of the daughters kept getting kind of, oh, like, yeah. pulled off the bed. Like, yeah, Joy King. Yes. <laughs> Although it was a bit different in this movie because you kind of saw like slowly. It started out slow. Like she was like, okay, let's kind of sneak her off the bed here. Uh, Okay, let's wake her up. (laughs) You know what it reminded me of? Kind of, it kind of reminds me of the way that people treat dolls. Like I can't reach this doll, so let me reach her foot. And then you kind of like drag her off the bed or wherever she is. Oh my God. And then when you finally grab hold of the doll, you like, you know, yeet it to catch it. (laughs) And I feel like it was, like, the same thing. Like, she was treating Judy like a doll. Oh, okay. You're right. I I also wondered, because in that scene, Judy was uh, sleeping with the Annabelle doll. She didn't know that. Yeah, she didn't, no. But I wonder if, like, 
<laughs> if the the demon or whatever was trying to just get the Annabelle doll, it was like, oh shit, wrong one. <laughs> Opposite. I think it's like, mm, I'm going to trade. This looks like a much better delicious Ooh. soul than Ooh. a doll. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my God. Well, what a good homage. <laughs> homage. Uh, homage. I've, I've, you know, I realized, I think I've been saying homage or something in, in the last episodes homage. that we did. But, like. Homage. It's starting to sound real weird to me, regardless. Right? And, like. When I listen to other podcasts, like, they, they would say homage, and I'm just like, am I saying it wrong? Where are they from, though? I have no idea. Because we're from the Midwest, if you can't tell. If you can't tell. <laughs> corn. If you can't, like, corn. Um, <laughs> Not some ranch with that pizza. Hell yeah. No, I what want do we pizza. say, soda or pop? Uh, I've said I Coke. I still don't. Whoa! That's <laughs> because you're Puerto Rican. I guess it counts. <laughs> you call everything Coke. I, I call I every cereal know. Cheerios. It's fine. <laughs> True, true. Regardless, um, we're talking about homages. Homage. Um, homage. Homage. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. So Distractions. All right. <laughs> For our next one was um, the act of suspense in the car, which reminded <laughs> me of The Conjuring. It was when Judy was in the car, uh, you know, yeah. hiding from that werewolf, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of... <laughs> yeah, again. getting Mary Ellen's pacifier. <laughs> pacifier. Oh, my God. <laughs> Inhaler, yeah. just to correct myself, <laughs> inhaler. When Judy was getting the inhaler, yeah. And it reminded me of, again, one of the daughters. And this was the same daughter who was getting her leg pulled off the bed, the same daughter who was looking under the bed. Mm-hmm. The, these same examples are from that same kid. When she was, she had that suspense waiting in the car while the cl- crows were flying around and, yeah. and you know, the, the mom was getting possessed. So there was that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, homage. Homage. The, all these transitions. I love it. Um, was the creepy music box from The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. It, they had a little feature in there. Oh, yeah. It made an appearance. Right? And and that was after all the, the scaring and, and everything was done, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they went upstairs and the, the music box was right there. And I'm just thinking... You son of a bitch, you didn't play shit while all the spirits were out and about, and I was thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> Missed opportunity in my opinion, but also a good Easter egg. I, a good Easter egg, I feel like it, it just observes. I think that thing mm. just observes. True. It wasn't, was there ever anything connected to it haunting-wise? See, that's the thing, I, I don't... If there is, I don't know what it is, but I remember in the end of the Conjuring movie, mm-hmm. they had put the music box in there, and it was closed. Yeah. And then when when the Warrens left, camera pans back to the music box yeah. playing, and it was opened. Open. Yeah, but like I feel like the thing itself, it I thought it like had the spirit of the little boy who died in that house in the parent parent house. Oh, Rory. But then Rory. But then also, also it it like fel- felicitated. Facilitated, oh. facilitated <laughs> Bathsheba to show up to Lorraine, right? When she's in the basement. Oh. Doesn't she use it to, like, see behind her? Yeah, because, like, you first see Rory dead and, and his mom holding him after she oh, yeah. killed him. Okay, so, okay. Uh. So, I think it's just, I think, honestly, that music box feels like the most innocent thing that they have in that whole basement, to me. Because, to mm. me, it's Rory. To me, it's like the kid, that innocent kid who didn't need to die. Right. Yeah. Who's just watching shit go down and he can't really do much about it. 
that's that's a good thing to mention now that I think about it because you know everything else in the Warren's room is cursed, has yeah. an evil spirit attached mm-hmm. to it or something. But the music box, I I really can't help but wonder like she's what, just like this is cute. Like we haven't even figured out what the fucking symbol monkey's for. Oh yeah, it's it, just always there. And it was playing, and it fell on the floor, acting crazy. And I I was actually more curious about that. We need a movie about the symbol monkey, monkey yes. symbols. Please. Um, so, yeah, I, I liked the uh, that little feature of the creepy music box. Yeah, homage. Great. Homage. Um, next one was, of course, with Ed playing the guitar. <laughs> like he did in You the put Conjuring that guitar two. away, Ed. Nobody wants to hear you. <laughs> I bet you he's also the type of guy that goes to, like, a department store and goes, there's no tag on this. Does that mean it's free? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been told that uh, when I worked at Marshalls. I know, same. Shit. But yeah, so I, I thought the um, the fact that Bob was playing guitar was kind of like a good little little side note to Ed playing guitar. Yeah, it was nice. Um, another one was the tapping in threes, and you were the one that mentioned this to me first, Jenny. Because mm-hmm. in the first Conjuring movie, when the parents were describing the, the tapping on the door all night, yeah. and Ed asked, does it come in threes? He said, yeah, why? And he explained why. Um, for those who don't know, it offends the the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, and in that case, the, there was a tapping in threes in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not only from like the loud knocking when it happened to be Bob, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like knock, knock, knock. But also, when Daniela was looking around downstairs, she goes to Annabelle's glass and said, "What what did you do to get in here? Tap, tap tap i was like you yeah when up. she did that i expected like her to walk away and get the taps back the three taps back oh i know right i thought that would have been pretty interesting connection but yeah whatever i guess i'm not a movie director <laughs> no for sure um but yeah i i really liked that homage homage uh, <laughs> and then i have one more homage <laughs> i think uh <laughs> to um what was it annabelle creation so when daniella first arrived at the warren's place and went through the back door she was holding up one of the bells and judy described as what daniella was hoping to be a spirit bell and it, it wasn't but lorraine was known to collect a lot of bells and it reminded me of annabelle creation because in that movie mrs mullins the the doll maker's wife oh yeah she always Ringing that bell. Um, I don't understand like the, the reference. Movie. It's a song. Yeah, well, I know that. No <laughs> shit, you sang it. it. What, what <laughs> reference is it? What song is it? Um, it's it's more of those like DJ freestyle. <gasps> like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, she she would ring the bell whenever she needed something because she you know never stepped foot outside of her yeah. room. Um. So I thought like what if like one of those bells could have been mrs mullins's bell yeah and they flash through a lot of bells when they all start ringing in that one scene oh yeah that was a lot and i wondered well yeah i guess none of the bells were the actual spirit bells or anything but i i thought what if like if there was a certain amount of spirits that represented each bell you know what I mean? Like yeah. one spirit per bell. But that 
it looked like there were a lot more bells than the spirits There was like at least 12 bells there. Yeah. and At and least. There were so many. <laughs> and there were what? Like five, well, like half as many spirits. Yeah. At least represented in the movie. I'm, I'm sure there were more, but that, that would have been a fucking long ass movie if we were specific with every single spirit. That's a, that's a Netflix series. <laughs> that, yeah, it, it becomes more of a TV show at that point. Um, but yeah, those are all my homages. Homage. <laughs> Don't worry, Homage. this isn't like an official section, so like it's not going to happen that often. It might if we do another uh, Conjuring <laughs> Universe movie. That Conjuring Universe cool. sounds like, like, ooh, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it sounds like... I mean, yeah, pretty much. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know Final Girl is usually in the slasher subgenre exclusively, but I thought it was worth mentioning, talking about Judy! Final Girl in the demonic possession subgenre, in my personal opinion. Uh, so, of course, no sexual drama, because she is a child. She does not need that in her life. Um, made use of her environment, because she was in her own house. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she knew her surroundings. Um, she thought about the survival of herself, true, but also of her friends that she had gained, uh, throughout this process, throughout this experience. Um, and her defense weapon was the cross. Like, did you see her burn that cross on the demon when he had her in a fucking chokehold? Yeah, hold? a lot of the times she I... had a cross with her. Oh, yeah, when the bride was coming towards her, and that was, like, that first big spirit reveal. Even and... when she had, when she took it to school. Oh, that's right, yeah. And she saw that, um, I forgot what he was called in IMDb, but he was a, a, a priest, like yeah. a... A, a dead priest and she would always see him around at school particularly and and one time at home get do you remember what he represented because i cannot i just remember when she saw him once again in the house and mary ellen was like judy where are you going she said well some spirits or some ghosts or, Not all ghosts are bad. Right, exactly. And so she goes downstairs and, and follows him. But to be honest, I was typing in notes and not remembering what that priest was leading her to. Was he leading her to Annabelle? What, was that it? Just, just I don't to remember. Me? To be quite honest, I don't remember. Mm, I cannot remember either. My bad. But Sorry, guy. <laughs> I am sorry to this man. <laughs> But, yeah, like, I mean, hey, if we have more of a background story on this priest, I mean, I feel like it could be of some importance. It could be an opportunity, I don't know. But, yeah, so she she had that cross on her at all times, and she was very smart about that. Yeah. Um, I Oh, yeah, already said, aware of her surroundings. And then as an added bonus, she was saying them prayers like a rap god at the end of the <laughs> fucking movie. I cannot. <laughs> Like, she was, like, trying to help hold the case back yeah. while holding back the, the yeah. demon. And then right, give me a beat. the bride. And, no, I ain't going to no, say no. Beat. Like, give me a beat. Gonna, oh, Father, art thou in heaven? I can't. I said give me a beat, not say the prayer. I was going to do the prayer. <laughs> oh, my. I, I don't know what beat to do for that. I guess. You just say boots and cats. <laughs> boots and cats and boots and cats and our Father who art in heaven. Boots Hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come, the will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh-huh. Give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> oh, 
My goodness. <laughs> you, can just, you can just unsubscribe now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We, we live for this entertainment. It, this is great. Um, so, for real though, like, those recitations. <laughs> like, yeah, she had them down pat. <laughs> she had them on her like a weapon. And, and also the fact that she was able to see these spirits that when no one else could, you know, inheriting her mom's abilities, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I don't know if it has happened in real life. But... Yeah, I tried to look it up, but she keeps her life pretty private. Mm. Uh, understandable completely understandable but at least in the case of this movie it was really cool that they gave her that gift yeah but you know what i just want to ask who what are horror movies directed to you know what i mean what is the target audience for horror movies because every single movie that we've seen has female main characters uh, a lot of them adolescent female main characters all true yeah and, like, do more women watch horror movies? Is this why we always have female final girls? Or, do, or are, like, I, I don't, I'm sorry to put this into the binary, but, like, or do men also enjoy watching, you know, one female survivor rather than seeing a dude survivor? Even in the Chainsaw Massacre that sucked, no offense. It was, <laughs> it was, Ooh. like, a female survivor, like, from, and the legacy survivor from the last one was there, too. Mm -hmm. So just just to see like this common pattern of just like a strong badass woman, which yes we are, thank you. Yeah. Why? <laughs> and I, the, and then I think about it like, would I be interested in watching a movie where it's like a dude main character? Right. Yeah. And you know, I think what really comes into play is that whole dare I say wokeness of feminism. Like it is growing not just in society but in movies and and it's beyond horror too and, yeah. and it shows i i'll admit i was listening to um inside the disney vault podcast earlier today mm -hmm. and they were talking about um the incredibles 2 and how there was a lot more of female representation in there and a lot yeah. of feminism notes oh in definitely there. and i just thought damn like just in all movies in general they're yeah. they're making it noted that a a woman character can be more than just sexy or dead in a movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and even back then, like the um the final girls who were badass back then and still are, were rare. So, mm -hmm. you know, now it's people are, are realizing that, realizing that inspiration and they're, you know, applying it to mm -hmm. later movies. Do you know what I also was thinking about just now? Was that like there's like this thing that women well women in general kind of see spirits more often especially mothers because of mm. what, what they go through when they what did that one guy say in the other annabelle they they are the closest to god because they t partake oh. in the creation oh father perez yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and like i think that is kind of true like i feel like women are usually more affected by spirits and like you know the other the other side yeah more than men are and i don't know like intuition and shit and i don't know why that is but i think maybe that could be the basis of, for a lot of these stories too that like the woman would notice it more anyway yeah for sure but anyone can i think i was telling you we were talking a couple days ago about how like anybody can become more observant anybody can work on their clairvoyance you know or, mm. or any of the you know clairs yeah that they feel <laughs> that they feel that they can strengthen you just have to practice at it open that third eye yeah, it's funny because like when we went to that uh, Amazon bookstore, I saw like a book about like actually practicing that, and I thought, oh, oh my god, like opening your third eye. Yes, and I don't know. I 
part of me was like, that is interesting. I would like to have that awareness, but would I though? Yeah. I mean, that's also like your triple air sign talking. <laughs> like you, you would do so good at that because you're an air sign, a triple really? air sign. You oh and divination God. make so much sense. Really? Yes. Oh my God. You just need to harness it, I guess, harbor I gotta... it, practice it, but it's fucking terrifying. Oh God. I need to learn more about this horoscope stuff. Like that's all <laughs> I know about myself. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I just, we were talking about Judy as the final girl, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But like, it wasn't just Judy. It was also Danielle and Mary Ellen. Yes. Three girls, one dude. One dude. And what did he do? He hit a ghost. A werewolf. He hit a fog werewolf with a guitar. <laughs> and I hit in a chicken coop. And hit in a chicken coop. <laughs> I just love him when one of the chickens was just casually walking oh, down. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, come back. Come back uh, here. And then he closes his door. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, Fuck. He was he was a really good like comedic break to everything. He was and, and like okay, oh my gosh, I want to get into one more theory. Uh-huh. If you ever read any Shakespeare play, any Shakespeare tragedy, mm-hmm. there's always a part between the first and second act. I mean, between the second and third act where it's comic relief. Oh. There's like a little snippet or something funny happens, or like a jester comes out and does his little like one tiny scene. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of lighten the mood. And, like, he, the reason he did it was that was because things were, like, so heavy and so tragic all the time yeah. that, like, you kind of, you know, you put yourself into that mental state and it's just, like, sad and terrible and you just feel sad and terrible. But, like, having, like, this break of comedic um, entertainment before the, you know, the main plot of the story, yeah. it kind of, like, relaxes you a little bit so that you don't go home fucking, you know, traumatized. And I think yeah. uh, Bob Scott Balls was that <laughs> in this movie. Oh, my God. God. He was <laughs> he was right. like a little bit of comic relief to to like lighten our you know terror. Wow, I never thought of it that way. That that's nice. I hmm. I like Bob more now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I forgot another thing that I really liked about Judy was um, I, and I guess this was kind of a trope too, where you know when and, and this isn't any genre, but in a movie where there are kids who are causing mischief in a house and like things are going crazy beyond control but that they manage to get things back in control right before the parents come home and they don't oh, tell yeah. them anything they just act like nothing happened oh yeah but in this case as literally two seconds after they put the doll in the case the warrants arrived what next morning or something and then they instantly run out the door mom don't get mad and they they explain the whole situation because in that case it wasn't just some like oh we made a mess in the house we got to clean up so mom and dad don't notice this was evil spirits they were dealing yeah. with here they had to go to the parents the warrens mm-hmm. of all people to let them know what happened because who knows what could have fucking happened if they didn't tell them anything yeah there could have been like a little spirit lingering around around lingering right. around just still Ooh. you know chilling after the fact like i'm gonna wait for my time <laughs> for real and and judy was like really smart on that I'm, I'm glad that they added that to her character she mm-hmm. was very wise for an 11 year old mm-hmm. so it was awesome this last section is really short so i this is kind of just to lead to our conclusion That's of fine. this episode but um do you think any of the other spirits represented in this movie could have potential for other movies or what do you want to see a movie about? I'm curious about The Bride, personally. Because they they gave her a good amount of screen mm-hmm. time. And 
a little bit of background, like a description, just enough like of a taste to make you want more. And and it worked for me. I want more. I want to know more about the bride, in my opinion. I think it'd be pretty cool. And it would be a good opportunity for a lot of those scares because she looked pretty fucking scary to me. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing that I... That's only... (laughs) The only downfall that I see with making a movie about the bride Mm. or like expanding on the bride's story is that it'd be too similar to La Llorona. That's what I was wondering Or the nun. Oh, you're right. Which I've never seen the nun, but I assume. (laughs) Yeah, no. Serene? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and she kind of lo- she kind of already had ties to Annabelle. Annabelle the uh, Higgins? Yeah, stabby stab. Stabby cult stab. cult lady. Oh, okay. The vi- violent tendencies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, was what creature did you <laughs> creature? What spirit did you Are these the creatures? Like? Iron uh, Iron Oaks? These were all that I had. Oh, you know what? The samurai. But I don't want any white people in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're right, though. Like, representation for real. Like, that needs to happen. Oh, my gosh. And that that kind of brings it. Oh, my God. Another topic of, like, (gasps) horror movies. How many? Like, they're always, like, white main characters. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes you have, like, a person of color who's, like, a sidekick. Like, I think it's really changing now that Jordan Peele has a couple movies out. Which we should definitely do some episodes on his movies. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, they're phenomenal. Oh my god. But but like, are other cultures represented the same way in specifically North American, United States, like horror genre? Yeah. And if I'm missing something, please let me know because I haven't seen La Llorona. I don't know if they, you know, where is it set? Oh yeah, I. Th- forget where i i haven't seen it either but i know that father perez makes an appearance in it yeah as well. things things like that things that like there is a whole like slew of folklore in other cultures that we can also be tapping into and yeah. that can teeter on like is it cultural appropriation if someone takes their story and makes it their own mm. um, yeah that's another can of worms there so i don't know but the samurai i think would be a good one because like what the fuck like it was there was like zero explanation it was just like this haunted you know had a shit ton of souls in it i guess type armor oh for sure and i actually saw like a couple of um japanese horror movies at least like snippets of them for like my film class in college and they had this sense of creepiness yeah that the United States just can't achieve yeah. as much. I mean, there is the grudge, and yeah, it is creepy, and it kind of, and but it was like you know early two thousands. I I feel like you know, it's it's just different when it's more authentic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? We we hit a lot of of the Korean um, horror genre or suspense type yeah. movies because they've become more mainstream with like. Squid Game and Train to Busan and All of Us Are Dead. Yeah, which we're watching currently. Um, yeah. Uh, what's that? Parasite. Parasite. Because I because I feel like a lot of the Korean genre movies also expand on like the class system and like your status in society. Yeah. There's always like an underlying theme, and I feel like a lot of the movies in you know the United States are more entertainment. Yeah. Like, we're not going to focus on, like, why this is happening. We're just going to see the fucking scares. 
Yeah. Let's just have a man in a chainsaw chase down all these. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> and what's real? What sounds to me is that with the samurai one is that there is an opportunity for drama in this one, mm-hmm. which you know can coincide with scares as well. So I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um. What were the others? There was the werewolf and the fairy man. The fairy man seems too bedtimey. It's like the crooked man. It doesn't feel like it has enough enough depth yes to make a full movie yeah like maybe like if they do a pixar short (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god (laughs) they they could do like a little 10 minute story it's It's half an hour special episode yeah it's it's probably the best they could do yeah and the werewolf feels too kiddish to me i was just gonna say yeah werewolves don't really (laughs) scare me because i just think of jacob Twilight comes up again, doesn't it? Oh God! Yep. Um, yeah, for the werewolf, I, the werewolf. I know that people have Twitter that I've seen would talk about wanting a new werewolf movie, like oh, bring back werewolf movies. Oh, would you want to see that? And and I'm I'm curious a little bit to seeing what they can do with the werewolf movie. But if the werewolf is gonna be complete, I'm. Again, I don't know. It looked like it was complete CGI to me for the most part. And he, the werewolf made like really quick appearances. Yeah. And then turned back into that fog. Yeah. So you can kind of tell it was still a little cartoony in yeah. my opinion. So it, that part, it didn't scare me as much. But if they were able to do something better with mm-hmm. the look of the werewolf mm-hmm. and somehow made a movie out of that... I'd be down for it. Yeah. And there's been some pretty good werewolf movies out there. Yeah. Yeah. But but they're right. Like the werewolf the werewolf fandom <laughs> it, they do need something new and fresh and maybe that is something that you can expl- explore. As long as it's done well. Yes. Absolutely. And then werewolves aren't threatening, they only come out once a month. Okay. <laughs> Te- technically yeah, that that's true. <laughs> so yeah, I like, oh, spooky, you got hairy toes. Like, <laughs> oh no. I'm so sorry. I know that there's people out there that are genuinely scared of werewolves, but <laughs> it's like clowns to me. I'm just like, eh, <laughs> it's a clown. Oh my gosh. But I know people are genuinely scared of clowns, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see how clowns can be creepy sometimes. Um, but yeah. You uh, know what I'm scared of? What? Fucking mascots. Oh my god. I don't know yeah. who the fuck is in there. <laughs> is there any murder movie with a mascot? A, a movie with hmm. like a like a dude who's you know fucking Jason Voorhees but in like a build a bear mask. <laughs> Besides Donnie Darko, I've never seen that one. Oh, that one uh, person He's bunny. Yeah, bunny. Yes. Yeah, I've seen def- <laughs> definitely seen a lot of the aesthetic. A lot of people seem yeah. to. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I was really little when I saw that one. Um, but sorry. Anyways, um, so. Yeah, I think those were all of the spirits that I remember seeing in the movies that had, like, bigger roles. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if if there was an opportunity to see another movie uh, about any of them related to the Conjuring universe, eh, I wouldn't be mad Here's about it. Here's an idea. We have a new movie mm-hmm. with Ed and Lorraine, um, and we find out that they're cannibals. Oh, dear God. <laughs> What else Content. is in that basement? Uh, we <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Rest in peace, both of you. Um, so, 
If you haven't already during this entire time, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Combo's Room. We're also active on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm, somewhat on Instagram. I forgot to do the last post. I'm sorry. Honestly, somewhat on Facebook, too. We're working <laughs> on it, okay? Go to Twitter. Twitter, I think, is our most active one. It really is. <laughs> and if you don't have a Twitter, that's probably a good thing because there's some crazy people on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead and follow us and go ahead and listen to all of our other episodes if you haven't already. And we will see you next time. I'm Yasmin. I'm Jenny. And I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my god. Are you not recording? I am oh. currently recording. My bad. Tell them why you were laughing, please. Homage. Homage. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is my outro? I forgot. Oh shit. I'm gonna look it up. Give me one second. Something about we don't we're not sponsored. Sponsor us. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Cutting room combos was recorded at our home studio. All opinions are our own and we do not represent any companies mentioned. This episode was on scroll up in the notes so that I can see what it was. Uh, it was on Annabelle Comes Home, the 2019 film directed by Gary Doberman. <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Combos Room. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs>